Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, when it comes to having an opinion on the best Irishman to ever exist, my next guest's choice is probably going to surprise you. In fact, you've probably never heard of the man. Author Peter Phillips says the legacy of Richard Martin, who curated the world's first piece of animal rights legislation in the world back in 1822, exceeds anyone else's legacy. Peter has even written a biography on Richard known as Humanity Dick. And today he launched a commemoration event in Galway for Richard in honour of the 200th anniversary since Martin's bill passed. He joins me now live from Wales. How are you doing, Peter? I'm good, Stephanie. Nothing like a contentious statement on a Friday afternoon. Eh? <laughs> so tell us about this guy we've never heard of. Well, all animal rights law in the world stem back to Richard Humanity Dick Martin, who paradoxically was the champion duelist in Ireland. What's a so duelist? That's what he, a duelist, you know, pistols at dawn. He'd blow oh. your head off if you passed him the mustard pot the wrong way round the dinner table. But he was pioneering animal rights at a at a time that it was unheard of. So he had no um, mind. He had no problem like shooting a person and killing them. Oh, yeah, but, shoot, but animals shoot, were sacred. Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. That's what intrigued me about him. I, I just read a little book, a bit. Uh, it was on holiday years, twenty years ago in Connemara, and I just read a bit about uh, Ballynahinch Castle, which is now a, um, a, a five star hotel. But that was his house. He lived in Connemara because it put 30 miles of bog between him and his, his many creditors. He lived his whole life in spectacular insolvency. But he was a politician. He, was, he, he represented Galway in the Irish Parliament and then uh, after the Union Act in, in Westminster. And at 64 years old, he, suddenly, he, he had animal rights law in, in Connemara. He had some weird baronial powers because the Martin family owned effectively all of Connemara apart from Clifton. So he had his own law that he used to protect animals with, and he used to lock people on the, the old Gronuel Castle in the lake at, behind Ballinhenge Castle if he saw somebody hitting an animal. But in his mid-60s, he decided to go back into Parliament, rigged the Galway election, by the way, because he was thrown out of Parliament eventually for rigging the Galway election, his defence of which was, everybody rigs the Galway election, you have to rig it to win it. Um, but he, he pioneered animal rights and he got this, this piece of uh, legislation on the statute books. And this is what was fascinating. The very next day, he started arresting people. For two years, he, he, he went, careered around the, the streets of London arresting people for, for his new law. And then he'd pop up in court prosecuting them to teach the magistrate about the new law. He had no sense of danger because he was a duelist. So what he's he's arresting people for what he sees yeah. are cruelty to animals, which at the time wouldn't necessarily have been seen as cruelty because humans at yeah, that time was, didn't give any animals no, any rights. No, no, there was no rights for animals. It was just you know an absurdity. But he pioneered it, and and he was also the driving force behind the SPCA, who were in Galway today actually because it's the two hundredth anniversary of the ill treatment of cattle act, which was Martin's law. And uh, the Galway uh, city town crier made a proclamation declaring the 22nd of July as Martin's Day. It was quite an event with, with the SPCA there. It was, uh, yeah. I can imagine. It's kind of gobsmacking that this guy, well, first of all, I'm very interested in the duality of his scruples, how he can be like, on yeah. one hand, so ardently against animal cruelty, and then the other hand, just arresting people yeah. and beating people up. Um what what were the things, the steps that he took in order to, like, there's the f- a funny story about him bringing a donkey into a courtroom? Well, yeah, you see, he, 
right, he, he, he pioneered, he was very clever the way he got the law through, through the British Parliament. Then he started, he realised that nobody's going to take any notice of the law. So he started arresting people. He, he was ahead of his time with, with like, get, generating public opinion. So he called a donkey as a witness as a, in the court of law. Now, that was a publicity stunt, um, but it got more and more attention to, to his law. It was uh, it's a fascinating subject. I mean, I, I did. Uh, I mean, the book actually came out 20 years ago. It's, it's renewed interest with the anniversary. But there is a stage musical of his life uh, in production. Oh, my God. Um, what? Tell they, us about that. Oh well, it's, well I, I, I'm, I'm one of the producers of it. It's um, they're calling it uh, uh, the marketing people are very clever. They're calling it the Irish Hamilton, which, okay. which in some ways is true because you know Hamilton was uh, Alexander Hamilton wasn't that well known unless you study uh, uh, you know uh, constitutional history of America, and Richard Martin is um, not that well known as an Irishman, but. When the book came out, I used to do quite a lot of book tours, especially in North America. And I used to start it off by, you know, contentiously as a Welshman standing in front of a, an Irish history society in New York saying, my contention is Richard Martin was the greatest Irishman of all time. And, and the, the substance behind the argument is if you judge an historic character by legacy, then all animal rights law come back to Richard Martin. The SPCA, the Worldwide Organization for Animal Protection, comes back to Richard Martin. So, yes, he, he didn't fight uh, rebellions or he didn't write poetry or he's not Bono, but he was, in my opinion, the greatest Irishman. Do you think that no one knows, like absolutely no one, I, well, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, I've never heard of him and I tend to hear about people. Is, yeah. is he an unsung hero or is it just that the Irish don't appreciate him, but he is, like, do people recognise him in animal welfare circles if there are such circles? Um no, they don't. He is a, a well-kept secret. It, it, it was such an unusual life. I mean, if you, I think if you wrote the script of this musical uh, based on you know a fictitious character, it, it would just say, "Well, that's a ridiculous story. Nobody could have that sort of life." And you know, the more you find out about him, he is a he's a well-kept secret. But Galway should be very proud, and they are. Um, James Harold, who's a, a friend of mine, he was uh, head of Galway Arts up until he retired about a year ago. Has always been championing. Um, Richard Martin is, you know, the famous son of Galway, but uh, more people will know about him. Do you know how the how the law was received? Like, you know, because we, we we listen to let's. And I'm not equating the two, but you know, the agriculture uh, lobby groups here at the moment fighting against having to reduce carbon emissions and talks about culling the natural herd. How did people who owned animals at the time receive these new pieces of legislation? Well, nobody. It, it was completely left field at the time. Um, he he used to say, "What what now? People accept is you should not be cruel to animals." But of course, life in those times, people just you know, and it was he slavery wasn't hadn't person. even been abolished. Like humans were not even being kind. No, to he was a, he was a friend of Wilberforce. Actually, he was in that sort of circle, and there were a lot of people who were preaching about animal welfare. But he was a pragmatist, but he's a dualist. You know, he, he was the sort of he was the sort of guy that would, I read the report actually of the first meeting of what became the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which was in a famously in a in a coffee house called Old Slaughter's Coffee House, which is in sort of it's the Covent Garden area of London these days. 
And the Times reported it because they had a, a reporter at the meeting. And there were a lot of people like Wilberforce and those sort of people that were there saying we have to do something. But the, the, the reporter said that it was the Irishman, Richard Martin, was banging the table saying, Big Jesus, I'll do something about it. And he, he drove it forward. But they don't sort of recognise it as much as it was because he, he was the following year thrown out of, of uh, the British Parliament for rigging the Galway election. Yeah, it uh, it is that sort of like you can kind of, you know it's great on one hand the things that he did and then on the other it's well, like well that kind of yeah, takes it. He, he was he lived this sort of paradox life. He was sort of king of his own land in in Connemara, which you know is a song in the musical called "Welcome to the Real Wild West." And you know Connemara in those days, it, you know it's pretty wild still these days, but it was you know, back back in the day. And he used to live off smuggling commission. He was called Humanity Dick Martin. It was a nickname that the the, print, the British Prince Regent gave him, who he was friendly with, because not because of his animal rights, it's because they, he wouldn't tax tenants. He preferred to live off illegal smuggling commissions using this Connemara coastline. He was a total paradox, you know, he's a very sort of flawed individual, mercurial, but, but interesting. And has left an amazing legacy. When What Absolutely. stage is the musical at, or when can we hope to uh, learn more about him through uh, song? We had... Yeah, uh, I would say spring. Um, we were going for um, autumn this year, but we got knocked back with timing-wise because of the, the lockdowns. The, the, the old development was done in, in Italy, of all places, and we sort of lost about six months with all the sort of stop-start travel regulations um, back end of last year. So um, spring, uh, the latest uh, forecast is April uh, next year in Galway. Peter, we might have you back on. Place. We might have yeah. you back on then to to talk about that. That is uh, Peter Phillips, uh, the author of um, a book about Richard Humanity, Dick Martin, the greatest Irishman ever. Thanks very much, Peter. Moncrief, brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.